You're listening to Once, Once Upon a Time podcast, episode 63, Child of the Moon, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. We are so excited to be talking about this episode, Child of the Moon. These are just our initial reactions to this episode, so we're going to be a little bit all over the place in our thoughts and theories of this, kind of like some of the Wolves' victims. We're just going to be all over there and spread out. So, we want to have your feedback for our upcoming full discussion (laughs) I'm just waiting for that to kick in in the chat. Full moon discussion. (laughs) Yes. Our upcoming full discussion where we will include your feedback. We'll get into this a lot more in depth and uh, discuss some of the details and screenshots and sound clips and all of that stuff. So we want you to send in your feedback for that. And I'll give that feedback information in a little bit. But let's get into talking about this episode. Child of the Moon. Uh-oh. Our co-host has just turned into a wolf. Jeremy, <laughs> where's my cloak? <laughs> Jeremy needs the red cloak. Quick. <laughs> this was an awesome episode uh, because we got to see Ruby's backstory and we got to see that I was right. Whatever. <laughs> In my dream theory, that is. That's what I am saying that I was right about. I was searching my memory banks trying to decide if I ever at any time said, no, they're not going to communicate. I don't think I did. I said it's not a portal. but Yeah, that was why I suggested the first time. Well, I, that was among the things I suggested it could be. But it's actually, it is definitely Aurora seeing Henry. Yes. And sorry to break everyone's hearts out there, which oh, will gosh. be such a pun in just a moment. It has absolutely nothing to do with Korra. Ah, that you know of yes. so far. And I'm standing by that. I don't think the dream I, has anything to do with I actually think you're right. Her. I don't think she has any reason to be involved with it. It's not her curse. Yeah. Uh, Gold made it sound like a side effect he's not even that surprised about. Right. <laughs> Regina said, well, the victims aren't supposed to wake up. <laughs> I don't care what happens after that. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad every single one of them has so far that we know of. <laughs> True. So I, I loved that it was the dwarf happy in the minds at the beginning of this that he was saying happy hour at the at <laughs> Grammys. The very, very fitting for him. So they found these diamonds, but what are they going to do with them now that they can't use the hat? They could still turn it into fairy dust. So that means you can always use fairy dust. Fairies. Good magic might come back in Storybrooke instead of just Rumpelstiltskin and Regina being the um harbingers of dark magic (laughs) what was with the panic over the one hat have they not thought of making another one well that's the thing is jefferson what we don't even really know was jefferson the one who made the hat in the first place he couldn't make a magical hat in wonderland even though he was in a land with magic do we know that yeah Remember, get it to work. Yeah, get it I to remember work. that. Get it to work. I will get send it. To it. Work. Gosh, <laughs> but was he never ever successful? I don't think he was. You did that really right. well. <laughs> because even the writers have said that Jefferson was pulled from Wonderland. So where did the original Storybook. come from? 
So the original hat that Regina has? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, th- you make a good point without probably meaning to. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a burn. <laughs> like the hat. <laughs> no. So there's the original hat that Regina had, but there's also the one Emma made. Mm-hmm. So is that going to come into play? Or are they just going to find a way back before... Please tell me they're not going to find a way back just as Charming goes through and they switch places. Hmm. That would stink. That would be like, wave on the way by. That would really stink. (laughs) I would. I I don't think they will. But yeah, so there's this other hat that still has yet to be remembered. And I think it could come into play because we do think that hat is magical. The one that Emma made for Jefferson in the episode Hat Trick. He disappeared. Yeah. We don't know what happened there, but... And then he came back. Something. Yeah. We have yet to see, does that hat actually work? And if it does, where is it? Last place we saw it was in Emma's car. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, now that the hat is completely out of the picture, Je- um, King George or Spencer stole it from the sheriff's office or wherever it is while he was creating all of these distractions and everything. And like, Wow. He's he's really wanting revenge on Charming. He's evil. I really, really wanted him to get shot. I probably shouldn't, but <laughs> come on. At least kick him again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Arrest him, <clears throat> Sheriff. I love that, In uh, like they do in most episodes, we saw them paralleling stories in Storybrooke. Ruby learned how to control herself again. Mm. And in Enchanted Forest, she learned how to control herself the first time. Mm-hmm. And they do that a lot. They parallel what's happening now and what's happening in Enchanted Forest. And then there's present day fairy tale land, which usually doesn't parallel. <laughs> but that's fine because there's so much going on over there. So Henry and Aurora do see each other. Henry is able to communicate with her. I wonder how much did she communicate back to Henry? Because we haven't seen Henry wake up from this last dream. We just saw him in the dream and he only, we heard him say, don't be afraid. But then when Aurora woke up, she said his name was Henry. Now, I didn't think she would actually meet him by name. I thought she would describe him and Snow or Emma would say, that's Henry. You just Mm -hmm. saw Henry. But uh, now there's, there's more behind that, more communication. And it happened fast, too. It wasn't weeks of dragging it out and making us wait and always wondering and never knowing. I like that. (laughs) I like that they answered it for us. Yes. So Henry now is going to play the hero, in a sense, because he can come to Charming and say, I talked to someone in my dream who, that's going to sound weird, but... Grumpel Stoltzkin described the dreamland as not just a dream, but people who have been cursed by the sleeping curse went to a world between life and death. He called it a nether world. Mm-hmm. So this is a different world, not just a state of consciousness, but it's a different world that the mind is transferred to. You know, watching Mary Margaret um, sit up at night, like she was just sitting before before um, Emma came and got her and they passed by the sleeping Aurora. That makes me think, does she ever sleep? (laughs) Does she ever sleep? She probably does. And Uh, and it also makes me wonder, does she still have the nightmares? 
I don't think she does. I think she was being truthful when she said they fade. And we talked about this in episode 62 over at oncepodcast.com slash 62 when we talked about Tallahassee. But I think the dreams do fade and they're running out of time. Yeah, Mystery Cat in the chat room is backing me up. She said, we haven't seen snow sleep since the curse was broken. Mm. So we might have something there. It's possible, but we haven't seen other characters sleep Can't either. Can't really go forever without sleeping yeah that's true and speaking of people staying up granny would sit in the cabin with the crossbow pretending she was guarding the front door when really she was guarding red's bedroom door back in the past but here she locks ruby in the freezer and leaves the building entirely (laughs) and just goes and has a good night's sleep at home and then comes back and true true. she was probably just confident that she wouldn't be able to get out I guess it was a little weird. Or is their house attached to the diner? Oh. That's something that in, I think it was when Belle was offered a room, the way that Ruby said you can stay here sounded like the the inn is also attached oh, to yeah. the diner. Because so, they always just say grannies and they mean either the diner or the inn. Yeah. Well, no, they, they couldn't be attached because we once saw in the pilot episode, we saw Emma walk up to oh, yeah. grannies. They um, could bed be and like breakfast. really That's close weird. to each other. Yeah, it could be. I would hope that they and aren't granny, attached. Granny should have heard her break out if they were attached. Granny walked mm-hmm. in the front door. Mm-hmm. So they can't. Be They're all saying that it's behind or around the corner in the chat room. Still, if she can hear things six blocks away, it should have woken her up. True. Mm. Very Psh, true. Granny, you must be a sound sleeper. So, <laughs> so then if we met Red's family, or at least her mother. Her Do you think mother. her mother was truly her mother or just uh, lying? I think that was her mother. It probably was. Well, I don't know. I mean, it could have been. She didn't give way. us any reason to doubt that she was her right. mother. Yeah. Yeah, I think Probably it was. was. You know, during that scene, whenever whenever um her mother was killed by Red with the thing in her chest, mm-hmm. I was thinking, where are the other wolves? Yeah. Where did they go? They all ran like, away. Why cause... didn't they fight for their mama wolf? <laughs> <laughs> she, I didn't like her very well. Yet another evil mother. Yeah, in she basically show. told Red to to murder. Her. <laughs> it's a good thing Snow is also a mother figure. Otherwise, I would think the show was completely anti-mother. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wonder why didn't they think of putting Ruby in the library's basement instead of just in the library? Or in the, the insane asylum. <laughs> well, insane ins- asylum might not have been strong enough. Because I want King George to go in the library's basement. <laughs> that's where he oh, needs to go. Right. But then again, you mean where the dragon was? Yeah. Then again, that's the those are the mines, and the mines go all oh. over, and there might have been escape. There. I know. I thought of that. I really was thinking very hard about what to do with King George because if killing him isn't an option, something needs to happen to him. <laughs> something. He needs. To I be, wonder. He needs to be put in one of those rooms down in the bottom of the hospital. I wonder if gold can turn him into a beetle. Ooh, that would and squash no, him again? No, put bug. him in a jar with holes in the lid so that he can just be that way. Speaking of gold... No, turn him into a mouse. <laughs> okay, mouse. That was... I was so excited when Billy, who we've seen before... I can't remember the episode... Wait, no, it was... Was it the pilot? The episode, not the pilot. It was The Price of Gold, oh. the Cinderella story, because Ruby got her car back and... 
then she let Ashley or Cinderella oh, take right. the car to try and leave Storybrooke. Ghost, ghost. So that's when we first met Billy. And when we saw him again, I was thinking, yay, they actually brought back someone we thought was of no significance. <laughs> and they told him, or they told us, he was Gus, a mouse. Now, that's that breaks a lot of theories in our mind, or in my mind. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know why they did that, but... Unless he was once a person cursed to be a mouse, and now back in Storybrooke, he's mm, a person again. That's interesting. Right. But, it's like, why would you bring animals make them people unless they had been turned into people in Fairytale Land, or they used to be people, like you said. Yeah. Well, they were part of the Cinderella story. Yeah, And they but, did help Cinderella. But he described himself as a mouse. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I was cursed to be a mouse. He j- did say, I was a mouse. He was an expendable yeah, crewman. Gus, that was... <laughs> I love that. Duh, duh, duh. Gus, Gus. <laughs> From the Disney Cinderella. He was the most lovable, memorable mouse. Mm-hmm. It was pretty horrible. Again, with whatever his name is in Storybrooke, King George needs to be punished. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. He, he deserves... Yeah, to I mean, go to jail he, because he like, killed. That yeah. Was, yeah. Spencer. Apparently with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's evil and then there's evil. Gus Gus go bye bye. And then there's turn him into a mouse and that's the best he deserves. <laughs> that's so gross. Speaking of the best someone deserves, I want to give some people some big thanks for donating to sponsor this episode of One's Podcast. David Newland and Benita Still have sponsored this episode of One's Podcast. We really appreciate your support, especially now because it looks like I might have to upgrade the website server again, and it's almost double the cost that it was before. But that's good news, kind of. But thank you so much, David and Benita, for sponsoring this episode and being like co-producers of us with us for this Once Upon a Time podcast. If anyone else would like to sponsor an episode, you can jump over to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Thank you, David and Benita. Thank you. So then we see, we've seen extremely little in present day fairy tale land. But now that Aurora explains the dream to uh, Snow and Emma. They, they're, they of course, going to be asking questions. No doubt, the next episode, they're going to figure out, this is a way that we can communicate. So they're going to be communicating, but I think they're going to be cut off because the, the dreams are going to start fading. Maybe they're going to start fading even more quickly uh, than before, or I don't know. Maybe, but wouldn't Gold have just said... Uh, it'll stop. Well, there's a child at stake here. And he, he, by the way, offered magic free of charge for Henry. Well, he he's referred his, to it as a house he call. He is his grandfather. Well, we think. Oh. <laughs> That's if oh, Neo Cassidy theory. is Balefire. Theory at play here. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> we think he's his grandfather. Yeah. If. Which would make Neil Bay, which is... Still a big if. It's yeah. possible. And I probably, won't completely rule it out, but still a big if. Probably something Gold doesn't even know, even if it's true. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. But it seems like Gold is playing the part of the witch doctor, almost, because he he referred to it as a house call, and he had this bag of tricks that he pulled out some different things there. And some of them, well, I didn't see like little pieces of rock and bones and anything like that, but uh, it did remind me of as if he's playing the part of the witch doctor. But uh, what, like the witch doctor or a witch doctor. Okay, that's what I thought you meant the first time. 
So with magic coming back in Storybrooke because of the diamonds and uh, we assume making fairy dust, that will introduce a new element to the story. I really hope they find the other hat and that becomes a way that they'll bring everyone back. But what if they do get Emma's hat that she made to work, but they don't bring back Snow and Emma? What if they bring Cora back first accidentally? Like, I could see that happening right before Christmas. How could they make that accident? They might not have control of the hat, but it might be something that somehow Cora comes to Storybrooke first, and that be like the big Christmas hiatus tension. Because <laughs> last year it was, they killed Graham. Oh. And sorry, I mentioned he who shall not be named. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was episode seven. So this tonight was episode seven. Yes. So this was as much as we got last year before the break. Oh, that's right. So we should be grateful we're, we did another yeah, we're couple of ahead. episodes. We have two more episodes. Now, an announcement here about that. Uh, November 18th, Sunday, November 18th, there is no Once Upon a Time on that evening. That's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. But there is an episode of Once Upon a Time on the 25th of November, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So we're not going to have a podcast next week during that whole week of Thanksgiving. So take that moment, even if you're in a country where they don't have an American Thanksgiving, which would be like any country other than America, then take that time to give thanks, send us some great feedback too. And also chat in the forums about this episode and many of the episodes of Once Upon a Time by going to oncepodcast.com slash forums to join the forums. It's free and easy to join and participate there with so many other people who love this TV show and have posted over 25,000 forum posts that you can sort through all of those in your spare time while we're not podcasting. (laughs) But we would also love your feedback for the podcast for our full discussion that will be live this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's GMT minus over at oncepodcast.com slash live. Please send us your feedback. You can pick up the phone and leave a message on our voicemail at 903-231-2221 or you can email your feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com and that can be written or recorded feedback or just go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side. And there is... Uh, just There are just a few more days left for two important things. One, podcast awards. We are a finalist under the entertainment category in the podcast awards, but we also have our uh, comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle, as a finalist under comedy, and my podcast about podcasting, The Audacity to Podcast Under Technology. So please vote for us every day now through November 15th, 2012. And if you need help to see uh, how that voting process works and everything, jump over to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to vote for us every day. And we have the Halloween costumes or Once Upon a Time costumes contest. So send us your Once Upon a Time costumes for whatever reason you might have made them. Send us pictures of those and we'll have a community vote on the best Once Upon a Time podcast And there will be a little reward for the first place winner of that contest. So watch for that and start emailing those to feedback at oncepodcast.com. Now, I didn't really have much to talk about for this episode, but Jeremy, Jenny, were there other things that stood out to you about this episode? I was really glad to have two questions answered, but they, they asked another one. The two questions that they answered was... 
kind of some backstory on Ruby and would Henry, would we, would we finally discover who Henry is seeing in his dream and who Aurora is seeing in their dream? But now there's a new question. What, like, what's, what's going to happen with that, that new, like, communication between... The dream, you're saying? Yes. Mm. Well, it was nice to actually have her say Henry. Yes. It wasn't just, okay, now we've seen them, but they're not sure who they are. And then next week, they might actually talk, but then, oh, but Aurora's afraid to say it, like a lot of shows would do. Like, they just wouldn't say enough. They just did it. They just said it. I'm really happy. Just yeah. keep moving. Thank They're, you. Yeah. Well, and if she's been having this nightmare and then it suddenly changes that here's this boy that controls the fire and suddenly says, don't be afraid, and then probably introduces himself or talks to her for a moment, yeah. then yeah, she's going to talk about that. Maybe he even said, do you know my mom? Do you know <laughs> Emma and Snow or something like that? Oh, chat room reminded me, um, Rhythm Reaver in the chat room reminded me uh henry's getting burned yeah it was really it was real you remember gold yeah. said that that it's a real place so if he keeps trying to do this i wonder if he's going to risk hurting himself he can control the fire yeah but we haven't seen him wake up from this dream yet what if he comes back and he's more burned I well don't but think if he, he stopped be. getting burned in the dream i don't see why he'd be burned in real life yeah. I think true. it'll be okay. Yeah, true. But there could be other things that happen there that affect them in the real world. And maybe they won't be the only two to enter this place. You think someone else will? What are you are you thinking from Enchanted Forest, present day fairy tale land or Storybrooke? Uh I can see stupid King George if they don't actually deal with him somehow catching wind of it and going there i can see where's the pastry wow <laughs> i need the pastry pastry you remember what? the apple turnover oh <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna find it and he's gonna be like i'm gonna go and ruin all this well he probably doesn't know about that <laughs> that moldy apple turnover uh, i can see cora going there more easily if she's spying or using <laughs> hook as a spy or well, if he catches up with them, you know, yeah. who knows? If. Now, speaking of moldy, well, first of all, if they, <laughs> if they freeze, <laughs> this is not a segment what? to thank anyone, <laughs> if you're wondering. But if they freeze the turnover, it won't mold. Get off the turnover. It's gone. <laughs> Did you eat it all? I yes. thought you were saving some for me. I'm getting a little tired. No. But, <laughs> but in this, I think we got a timeline glimpse of this. It's been about a month. Or, no, 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 I'm sorry. I completely uh, combined two things wrongly. Mm -hmm. It's been a month from, in Enchanted Forest. It was a month from when Red first realized she was a wolf to what we see now in Enchanted Forest. That's about oh, a month. How did you get that? Because they ran away the first time she turned into a wolf. And then this time, while they're still running, Red says, wolf's time is coming or oh, something like Wolf's Time starts tonight. So I'm, and it seems reasonable from what's going on that this is very close to what happened mm -hmm. in the episode Red Handed. At first, I thought it picked up right there, like yeah. as they first ran away, but I guess they'd been running. And I, I suppose the cabin they were going to is where we saw snow later. Yeah. Ah, yes. So that would 
that kind of helps with the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Good catch. I, f- I forgot about that. I was thinking cabin, cabin. Yeah. Why doesn't that seem familiar? Yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks. Which cabin? It's not the stump in the forest, is it? Well, it's the, it's the cabin <laughs> behind the stump in the forest. Oh. Yes. Okay. With the field and the flowers. <laughs> and no, the, you're, you're thinking, thinking of, of her little hidey hole. Right. It's not that. No, it's the, the one where she came out of the woods and aimed her spirit. Oh. Red, who seemed quite well adjusted See, by I that was, point. I was thinking that you meant the, the cabin in Storybrooke. The only cabin no, I can no. remember. In fact, they never even got close to the cabin. But Right. Yeah. It was always in the background. Like when Snow received the, um, the bird with the letter from Prince Charming. And when uh, where Red would meet with Snow to bring food to Snow, that there was a cabin in the background. Oh, that okay. cabin, dove with a message, sounds so much more fairy tale like than bird with a letter. <laughs> <laughs> bird with a letter. <laughs> that must be why I'm not remembering it well because they didn't, you know, show it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot more to dig in with this episode. I think some more theories that could be coming out, like what's going on with this dream. Uh, what is Red going to be doing now besides just running <laughs> now that she has control of herself well, again? She's going to go unlock Belle. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is she going to run to the library, unlock Belle, and then go run again? Hmm. Oh, poor Belle, if she has to wait until <laughs> Ruby's all run out. Wolf bursts through the door. Belle's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we also know how... In that scene in Enchanted Forest, when David, or Prince Charming, was being chased by King George's men, and Red defended him by turning into a wolf, now we know how she definitely had control of herself then, and all of those scenes. So we knew that we just were missing a piece between when did she not have control, and now it seems like she has control, so when did she get control? So we did fill in that blank there, and that was great to see. So, listeners, we would love to have your thoughts and theories. Again, our feedback information is email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab and record a message right from your computer. Send your feedback that you'd like to share in theories for the podcast. But we'd also love for you to post over in the forums, even if you take the exact same thing that you're going to write to us and you post it in the forums, that can be a great way to start conversation over there. We'll have links in the show notes for this episode, oncepodcast.com slash 63, to the exact place where you can post your thoughts and theories about this episode of Once Upon a Time. And I want to give a thanks and shout out to Kate one nine nine nine. One, who left a really nice iTunes review for us. I had to make sure I got all of the nines in there Thanks, for that. Kate. So if anyone else would like to leave an iTunes review for us, we'd love that. And we'll give you a shout out in it in our episode. You can go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, then please subscribe in whichever program you love to subscribe to podcasts and whether it's iTunes or Downcast or Instacast or any of those programs, we're in them. So if there's a program you use for podcasts and we're not in it and you'd like to subscribe in that program, email us and I'll make sure that we're in it. But we're pretty much in the top ones. And please remember to vote for us every day in the podcast awards. Go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards, and you can see how to vote for us and vote for our other shows too. 
Now, remember, no episode of Once Upon a Time next Sunday, November 18th, and no podcast that week either. We'll pick up the podcast with the live chat on November 25th, but join us this Wednesday, which would be November the 14th, I believe. Yes, November the 14th for our live full discussion about this episode of Once Upon a Time. You can join us over at oncepodcast.com slash live at 8.30 Eastern Time. That's GMT minus five and chat with us there like so many people are doing right now as we record our initial reactions to this episode. Jenny, Jeremy, anything else to share? Any other thoughts about this episode before we close? They just keep getting better and better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Filling in more holes, telling us more of the story. I'm liking it. I'm loving it. (laughs) Yes. So listeners, please remember that you can connect with us and get all of our links and everything that we mentioned over at oncepodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, and all of that stuff. Subscribe to our blog, too, as we post things in the blog, fun screenshots, theories, and summaries of great forum posts and such in our show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 63. You can follow us as a show, the podcast, on twitter.com slash once podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash fleegon. That's P H L E G O N. And I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. And until next time, remember become the wolf. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this week's episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.